there is a, a potential for good. And I think that's the yeah. same with all things is that there that's is true. a potential for good because mm. God has created things to be used for his glory. Mm-hmm. The problem is when it gets into the hands of humans. <laughs> so you, <laughs> me, and everybody listening to this is that many times because we can be self-serving and yeah. everything can turn into an idol. Like you said, when the intention is lost, then mm. things just go sideways yes. and then suddenly Instagram becomes our Bible. Welcome to a Pondering Heart podcast. We're two friends learning and growing together in our Catholic faith. We'll talk about the triumphs and struggles that we face on our journey. And then we'll dive even deeper. My name is Amina Morrow. And I'm Rachel Wong. Let's ponder out loud together. Hello, friends, and welcome to this episode of Pondering Heart podcast. My name is Emmy, and as always, I'm joined with my co-host, Rachel Wong. How are you? What's been going on? I'm good. Yeah, I know we'll get into, like, uh, with the icebreaker, so I won't give too much away, but I, you know, like, work is back in the swing of things and just kind of adjusting and getting used to being around people, like, all the time again. (laughs) So, yeah, what about you? I've been good. I just recently accepted a new job. So mm-hmm. life's been good. I've been good. good. Yeah. Anyway, so for our icebreaker today, I'm actually really happy with this question. I thought okay. it was an it was a cute one. Um, so I'll ask you first, Rachel. Okay. So what's brought you the most unexpected joy recently? Mm-hmm. So yeah, so like I mentioned, I was transitioning back to or I am transitioning back to work full-time, in-person, after, as many of you know, with this pandemic, working from home life, Mm. you know, it's been about 19 months. Many people may not know that I had actually started a new job kind of shortly after the pandemic started. So it was so funny to, you know, you meet everybody online. So now that we're back in person, but because Mm. everybody is wearing masks, the two things that kind of surprised me, but I think also give me this unexpected joy is just the fact that one, everyone is so much taller than I perceive them to be because now you're kind of breaking out of the screen, but also because people are wearing masks, I can only see their eyes. Right. So just recently, it's been so funny to, you know, when you're walking around, like I work for the university, so I walk around on Mm. campus and then I see someone and then I see their eyes and like we lock eyes. I'm like, oh, I recognize those eyes. So it's like this unexpected joy of recognizing someone that you've only seen in two dimension, if that makes sense. Yes. So I'm like, wow, a real person who's not a figment of my imagination, who is actually tall and... Um, yeah, like I can see them and I can, you know, shake their, well, maybe not shake their hand maybe just not. yet, but just like wave at them. Yeah. But it's just been so fun mm. and yeah, just really joyful to finally meet people that I've only been able to converse with either by email or through video call. So yeah. 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 That's funny. Cause when you were talking about just like the eyes thing, just like recognizing with their eyes, it kind of reminds me of, of like the Pride and Prejudice movies. Like, you know, like those like classic mm-hmm. movies where they're like, the tension is like, cause they're spaced mm-hmm. out kind of like mm-hmm. i don't know whenever i watch them back it's just like wow mm-hmm. that's like us now we have yeah. like space um, i mean <laughs> no like romance or electricity because no, no, of no, that but it's just like oh wow okay i know you so <laughs> i know you yeah. from afar exactly um, what yeah. about you 
Okay. So something that's brought me the most unexpected joy recently was yesterday I had a prayer meeting with a few friends and Mm -hmm. one of those friends that were there was a little quiet. So Mm -hmm. I tried to bring him back to the conversation by asking how he was. And he shared the most beautiful story. And I was like, wow, I would have never known this if I didn't ask him. So he told Mm -hmm. us that he just came from a funeral. Hmm. And it was for the sacristan, I think that's the right word, sacristan at his parish. And the gospel that the priest had chosen, or the reading, I don't remember, um, was mm-hmm. the one about the, was it the 10 maids? Like the ones with the oil? Like, do you remember that one? Oh, 10 virgins. Virgins. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like how half of the them wise was and foolish virgins. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. For our listeners who are not super familiar with it, from what I remember, it's that half of them were ready half of them had extra oil just in case Mm -hmm. it ran out but half of them didn't just Mm -hmm. in case like their master or bridegroom comes the bridegroom yeah it's a beautiful story yeah exactly and so the reason why he chose this story was because this priest he's very good at finances and he found out that the candles they were using in um, in their church um, they weren't wax ones so they were the ones with oil Uh, he found Mm. out that they weren't paying for it it was Mm. this woman um, oh wow yeah so i'm okay to make this a little easier i'm gonna say her initial is k so mm-hmm. k was the one paying for this and then when the priest found out he was saying k like why didn't you um why didn't you tell us like the the, the church can pay for this mm-hmm. and then she was saying how this was her way of um serving god like this was something that she wanted to do and the fact that like no one knew about it was just so crazy yeah. so and then for her funeral, like that was why the priest chose that reading was because she was one of those like virgins, was it the story? Yeah. <laughs> like those yeah. who were ready with oil. And it just brought me so much joy. Cause like I hmm. I just can't I have never heard of someone kind of having like a gospel story that related so much to their life in that way. Right. Yeah. And the fact that the priest chose it and he knew her so well that he picked one so like personally for her, just like touched me and it brought me so much joy because I wouldn't have known that story again like if I didn't ask my friend how he was doing so yeah that's really sweet and just to know that so many times there is so much hidden impact right Mm -hmm. and it's a lot of you know especially in this world and actually I love that story because it's so apt for our conversation today but in any case like just the fact that not everything needs to be broadcast right like every good deed not everything has to be broadcast it doesn't always have to be public like of course there's nothing wrong with that of Mm -hmm. course like I just want to make that clear but at the same time Mm -hmm. you know how many things go on in our parishes our communities Mm -hmm. uh, just at the quiet service of some people who are just so kind and so generous so that really is sweet thanks for sharing that yes of course um so bringing back to our topic for today rachel and i were thinking about this topic and Mm -hmm. um so last night while i was preparing (laughs) i found this post on instagram that talks about christian influencers and there was a quote from there that really stuck out to me so the quote is if you lost your platform all the followers, likes, popularity, fame, all of it, would you still be as passionate about sharing the gospel? Mm -hmm. So I find this really interesting because for the last few months or however long I've been on Instagram, like I find that especially in like the Catholic, maybe Christian circles, I'm not too sure, like sometimes Instagram can become a form of an idol because we treat it Mm -hmm. as a replacement for prayer. Mm -hmm. And 
yeah, like I just really wanted to kind of discuss this and see what our thoughts are on it and yeah, what kind of conversation can flow from this. So mm-hmm. what are your thoughts? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's well, I find it again, like I find it so apt just because I certainly have been thinking about this a lot. Mm. Many of our listeners will know that one of the parts of our podcast mm-hmm. is, of course, the social media part. It's the Instagram and, and running that. And of course, like apart from A Pondering Heart, I also have the Feminine Genius. So again, like running social media for that. And I think I'll get this out of the way. Like one of the beautiful things about social media and we've seen this over many, many years, is mm-hmm. the community that can form. So if nothing else, like I'm super, super grateful for all of the people who are on there, all of the wonderful content that people share. And then, of course, when it's done correctly and when done well, mm. you can see a beautiful community form and you can make real lasting friendships and yeah. i think that sometimes when people say it's like oh well like nothing is meaningful on social media like anyone who bashes it i'm kind of mm-hmm. like oh well like mm-hmm. i think there's a balance to be struck but to your point emmy mm-hmm. uh we can't rely on it solely for yeah. our only place of community or our only place of spiritual nourishment and refreshment yeah no definitely mm-hmm. and honestly like i've definitely fallen victim to this sometimes too like i mm-hmm. think Um, like Rachel and I was just talking about this earlier, how Instagram, Catholic Instagram, or even Catholic Twitter in that sense, mm-hmm. can be a great resource, like what we were saying, because you are, like Rachel was saying, like we are surrounded by these people online that are have the same values as you. People share a lot of resources. Um, I found out a lot of, about a lot of saints on there that I've never heard of. Yeah. Um, a lot of feast days, novenas, all these things. And they're so great to have that. And I think being able to have that especially during like the pandemic and time of like isolation it's great to have that but then at the same time like it shouldn't be the only resource that we rely on like it's Mm -hmm. if anything it should be a supplement i think Mm -hmm. like still have your relationship with god Mm -hmm. and then have that as well too like i don't know personally how i've always tried to treat social media at least on like the personal side i've always just kind of used it as an outlet in some Mm -hmm. way i find that Like growing up, I've always been surrounded by people that were also Catholic, but some weren't practicing in the same way as me. So it was a little difficult to find community. And that's where I found it online. You can't say it's bad. And we're not saying mm-hmm. that at all. But you can't say it's like the only thing you can do. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. And I know that for yourself too, Emmy, like you've had Restless Night Rider for yes. quite some time, right? <laughs> and you use that, yes. like you said, as an outlet, mm. creative outlet, a writing outlet, but also mm. to share your faith as well and you know one of the things that you shared uh in kind of preparation uh when you shared this photo of the Mm -hmm. caption from that post um what i find so interesting and perhaps like you know we can speak about this here right just around the fact that yeah like the platform right like all of the likes so we know that one of the major hallmarks of social media is engagement right Mm -hmm. and that's kind of how you can kind of gauge like okay is this doing well Is it not? Should I adjust my strategy? Right. And I think, you know, both of us would agree, and I'm sure many other listeners would also agree that it can become a very dangerous cycle. So maybe we can talk Mm -hmm. about that. Have you ever felt like you're just getting sucked into the machine (laughs) of Instagram? Let's start there. 
that's such a fun question because I think who hasn't honestly right. like, even I if mean, you're not I feel like it's kind of rhetorical <laughs> but kind of not right so yes, it's yes. meant to stir up debate definitely. no definitely I think like okay I think there's a bit of a spectrum for like mm-hmm. users and like social media because I've definitely met people who don't use it as much use it casually or are on it all the time you know mm-hmm. like I feel like there's some sort of like spectrum in that sense mm-hmm. and I've definitely fallen in either all of those spectrums in some way but I've definitely Mm -hmm. fallen in the more extreme side of being on Instagram or social media all the time Mm -hmm. I don't know like there was a time where I really felt like I needed to try harder and it's so Mm -hmm. funny to think about it now Mm -hmm. because why was I trying so hard like what was my intention and I think Mm -hmm. that's a big thing too like what is Mm -hmm. our intentions in doing all these things like especially again in the Catholic circle if we talk about it in that lens like we want to uh, proclaim the good news we want to talk about Jesus but then sometimes I find that like sometimes the focus isn't Jesus you know Mm -hmm. like there's sometimes where like that can falter if I really think about it and I don't really know if I'm answering your question at this point but like good But I think what just stems to me is the whole idea of intention. If we think about social media, or I guess in any like mediums and platforms, maybe that is the root of how we know whether or not we're using it in the right context. What Mm -hmm. is our intention? What are we trying to do? And once we said that, do we stick to it? You Mm -hmm. know? Yeah, like I don't think that Jesus, you know, if hypothetically speaking, Jesus was walking in this time and this age, I don't think that he would be technophobic. I hope that's the correct term. (laughs) Like, he wouldn't be afraid of it. And in fact, I think he would embrace it. I think that with the new evangelization and being able to embrace modern means of technology, Mm. you know, as we've kind of talked about, there is a a potential for good. And I think that's the same with all things, is that there is a potential for good because Mm. God has created things to be used for his glory. The problem is when it gets into the hands of humans. <laughs> so you, me, and everybody <laughs> listening to this is that many times because we can be self-serving and yeah. everything can turn into an idol. Like you said, when the intention is lost, then mm. things just go sideways yes. and then suddenly Instagram becomes our Bible, right? Just to use like a <laughs> phrase that we've been throwing around a lot yes. recently. Just to go back to this post, like one thing that really Mm. hit hard as I was kind of skimming it in preparation for us hitting record, it says, here's the truth. If you're more worried about the engagement on your account, it's become an idol for you. And I point that out just because I shared something earlier and Mm. I was even thinking to myself, I was just like kind of offhandedly, but it was one of those like... I joke, but I think I'm also serious. Where it's just like, oh, like, I wonder if people will actually engage with blah, blah, blah that I Mm. said in the post. So I'm not going to make the quick leap where it's like, oh, I'm just idolizing Instagram all of a sudden. It's like I've become a slave to it. But I think that there is caution, like very necessary caution that needs to happen Mm. when it comes to the time that we spend on Instagram, yeah. how we are using it as a tool, like essentially like are we using it for self-serving or self-promotional mm-hmm. means mm-hmm. or are we really trying to be genuine and intentional with how we're using yeah. it to proclaim the gospel? Because if it if we leave that unchecked, then absolutely it will become an idol. And again, we, we get sucked into the machine of Instagram and we just get lost and suddenly four hours go by and you're still on Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I have a question for you. Mm -hmm. Um, Something that I was thinking about is, 
you know how ever since like the social media boom kind of like happened yeah i find that people i'm saying this because i went to a sunflower field not too long ago and it's funny because mm-hmm. rachel is kind of wearing sunflowers right now yes on our call okay of course when you want to go somewhere that's pretty you want to like capture you want to document it but then sometimes mm-hmm. all that ends up happening with all those pictures they go online mm-hmm. if that makes sense so yep. my question is like have you ever had an experience where like that happened to you you're like you would capture it but then your intention would just to be like to share it if that makes sense if mm-hmm. I, do you know what i mean it's like yeah yeah have you ever had those experiences or have you ever had a point where you're like wait should this experience just be between me and this person kind of thing Mm. yeah Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely like in a past life I was like a food blogger or food instagrammer (laughs) so yes like the the whole phrase around like the camera eats first was absolutely true for me I have since kind of moved away from it I I don't run it as much or I don't do that as often but I find that interesting just because like you said many times it's me the other person and then like the phone in between right where Mm -hmm. we're just like taking instagram stories Mm -hmm. or yeah we're on tiktok or whatever (laughs) um and you're right like i think that that happens a lot like in relationships like our our physical relationships here on earth but i'm also kind of ashamed to say that i've definitely done that in churches where it's like this is so beautiful and like i want to take a picture of the church or in an adoration chapel so here's the thing of course, like you need to keep the time for prayer. Yeah. And sometimes I'm just kind of like, oh, wow, Jesus, like you look so great. I would love to share you with the world. <laughs> and it's weird, right? Because on the one hand, that's what I want to do. I want to exactly. evangelize the gospel. I want to share yeah. the beauty of the Blessed Sacrament. Yes. But I'm also cognizant of what you just said, too, where it's like, is this an intimate moment that should just be kept between yes. either me and you and mm-hmm. me or me and someone else or Mm -hmm. me and jesus aka do i need to document the fact that i was just at eucharistic adoration do i need to document that (laughs) maybe but also should i just keep it private i don't know it's like a my head is going back and forth it's like there's a line (laughs) in the middle of my brain and i'm just kind of like running over it and i'm like i don't know i don't know what the answer is the reason i ask is because recently for the last few months i've been trying to be more intentional with my life and a big part of that has been my spiritual life like what my relationship with Jesus and something that I've tried to do is to set boundaries with social media mm-hmm. in terms of my relationship with Christ because like mm-hmm. the way that I kind of think of it I don't know if this is like right but what I've done is I try to think about if I was dating Jesus in the sense like what I want to post everything about this relationship you know mm-hmm. and if that was any other relationship, I don't think your significant other would want every single thing that you guys do be documented online, right. you know? So that's something that I've tried to do. Like there's some things that I don't share about online because I want to keep some things intimate. And I'm sure that he would probably appreciate that too, to have some things such as between you and him. But yeah, have you done anything that kind of helped you with that too? Boundaries is such a good word mm-hmm. to use. Just because, like, as with anything, it's good Mm. to set those parameters so that things don't become an idol or you don't become addicted. Yeah. And let's let's be clear, like, a lot of social media platforms, like, these companies have come out and said, we want you to stay on the platform as Mm -hmm. long as possible. 
I don't think they've come close or have said the word addicted. Right. But basically, that's what it is, right? Like, they Mm. want you to stay on it as long as possible. And they're good at it. (laughs) They are very good at it, right? Algorithms and and all that jazz and whatever. Mm. But in any case, like, it's good to set parameters. So when I think about practicals, like, anyone who's an iPhone user, Mm. you've seen screen time. You've been shamed by it. Yes. Right? So I think that that is probably a good place to start. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. doing things like, and this probably is preaching to me, especially, but like (laughs) keeping your phone away from your bed or even outside of your room, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. When you sleep and building in time to do other things, whether it's like actually praying Mm -hmm. or, you know, having intentional time with people that is not mediated by or disrupted by your phones and social media and all that kind of stuff so i think yeah boundaries uh, parameters screen time just like (laughs) kind of ensure that you're just you know you're setting that up because like we were kind of talking about Mm -hmm. if you allow for it to infiltrate all those parts and Mm -hmm. you're kind of documenting everything Then, like, you know, even for me, like, I start to wonder, it's like, okay, how deeply am I able to really engage with this person? How meaningfully am I able to enter into prayer if all I'm thinking about is, like, oh, my phone and kind of documenting different things, right? Mm -hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah. And again, like, it's not bad to document these things. Like, I think it's a good thing. Another flip side. I don't know if you've experienced this before, too. I feel like this entire episode is just exposing ourselves <laughs> like <laughs> social media. I've definitely had an experience where if a friend doesn't post about me or, or something, like, I feel like I am, I'm not as valued by that person. And that sounds mm-hmm. so bad. But I've definitely fallen into that, especially when it comes to, like, spending time with someone else Mm -hmm. and I find that the relationships that really are more fruitful are the ones where I don't document anything because you're just having so much fun with each other and each other's presence you know Mm -hmm. but I've definitely fallen in that in my teenage years I'd say like Mm -hmm. I think it's as if like you're putting someone on a pedestal almost it's like oh I'm with Mm -hmm. this person I need to share that I'm with them but like do you need to yeah has it happened for you for sure Although it's like what I'm glad about it, mm. now that I've gotten a little older is that sometimes like <laughs> I'll go the whole day or the right. whole time with someone and realize mm. that, oh, shoot, we didn't take a photo together or oh, yeah. shoot, we didn't post an Instagram story. But but to your point, it's kind of like, do I have to? Mm-hmm. Is that an expectation now? Yeah. Mm. And maybe it's a good thing. Like I'm not out here saying that, oh, wow, like I've cracked like my my Instagram addiction. Um <laughs> But I think that there's a lot of truth to that where we do put a lot of, you know, whether people or things mm-hmm. on pedestals. I think that's yes. just the very nature of Instagram or social or social media in general. But I think mm-hmm. Instagram mm-hmm. is maybe like one of the most common and popular that I know that we both use extensively. And it is interesting, right? Just because everything is kind of like a lot of people talk about this, but Instagram being like a highlight reel or Mm, um, a positive, Mm -hmm. like kind of that positive side. And it's true that a lot of people are using it more to kind of embrace maybe a different side of their life, uh, Mm -hmm. share maybe more of their struggles or the difficulties and challenges that they have in their life. And I'm all for that. I think that Mm -hmm. vulnerability is important. But again, like I think it all comes back to intentionality Mm -hmm. and, and also not putting people on pedestal like at the end of the day everybody is human you and I are human and we're not Mm. perfect 
because I, I think that whether it's, you know, friends or even like Catholic influencers, oh, like Emmy knows my disdain for that term, um, <laughs> Catholic influencers, but anyway. Okay. Something that I've been thinking about while we were talking is because you know how like when it comes to social media, it's all about documentation. Mm -hmm. But then something that I find kind of funny is I have some friends that have like a spam account. So it's kind of like they have like their public persona and something that Mm -hmm. they keep somehow private, but like still public. I just think it's so funny that we're all craving for some sense of privacy. And yet we don't Mm -hmm. do anything about it almost. Or we don't, period. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) And it's so sad because like I was talking to a friend and it's just like, how I found so many people like online on social media and like Catholic media circles or what have you like would take breaks yep. from social media. And you know, that's totally valid. Mm-hmm. Um, but the fact that we have to take a break from it like says a lot, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like there's definitely yeah. a sense of like too much content streaming at us, especially as like yeah. social media becomes a bit of a shopping mall sometimes. Like mm-hmm. I don't even see content that I like anymore. It's just throwing products at me. And like, okay, small businesses, you do you. Like I'm here to support you. But it's like, guys, I just wanted to see nice pictures. <laughs> 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 like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's a lot sometimes, you know? It is, yeah. And and I think especially like when we're talking about trying to mm find christ in all things right Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. when there is so much i won't even call it noise let's just call it content okay that's a neutral term i think (laughs) when you're Mm -hmm. just being bombarded with so many things so many things to see or buy i know that christ is there yeah but i think that many times it's kind of like wool being pulled over your eyes where it's just like wow like all i see is just like stuff and stuff and stuff and Mm -hmm. i i can just feel my eyes glaze over i'm just like oh like i don't even know what i'm doing anymore (laughs) right and if we allow for ourselves to to fall Mm. into that you know in an already busy and noisy world it makes Mm. it so hard i think for us to to really enter into relationship with him you know, we've talked about prayer in a previous yeah. episode, and mm-hmm. I don't know, like, I, I remember we were talking about this mm. uh, the other day, too, just in preparation for this. Like, how many times, you know, no matter how many Bible quotes or, right. or scripture passages that we see posted <laughs> to social media, sometimes, like, I feel like, oh, I've prayed already because I've seen yes. literally a whole chapter of whatever, <laughs> Jeremiah, being posted. I'm like, oh, like, I've read the Bible today. Right, right. But did I really reading today? Yes, but did I really? <laughs> no. <laughs> and now here's the thing: like, am I saying don't post the whole chapter of Jeremiah on Instagram? No. <laughs> you know, if that if that fits your content calendar, great. But having said that, that is not the substitute, right? Like, it should mm-hmm. not substitute the real word of God, the tangible Bible. Yeah. Um, but certainly, like, I've fallen victim to that where I feel like... And it's mm. it's kind of like that false... Mm. What, like a dopamine hit, I guess? It's like yeah. you feel yeah. like, oh, yeah, I've done my part or I've prayed mm. my prayer for the day because, like, I've seen that. And I don't know, maybe it's just us two. <laughs> maybe people are listening to this and just like, what do you They're mean? Like, what are you guys talking about? What are you about? talking about? But Such if that is... problem. Right? But if that is you, I mean, like, I, I want I want to first say that, yeah, we're not, we're not mm. out here to condemn anyone who uses yeah. social media because both yeah, of us are not we're perfect. We're on it. <laughs> But at the same time, too, like, let this be a wake-up call to all of us mm-hmm. that there is, yeah, there needs to be so much 
more to our lives than yeah. kind of endless scrolling and mm-hmm. and our prayer and our relationship with God, even our identity, right, is so mm-hmm. much more than what we see and what we post online. Yeah. No, that definitely makes sense. And I think it ties it in really well with the quote that I mentioned at the beginning of our conversation. Like Mm -hmm. if we had lost everything that we've done on social media, would we still be as passionate about sharing the gospel? Mm -hmm. Like in real life with people that we actually get to encounter, like what we were saying earlier. At the end of the day, like, will you be known as a Catholic because of your Instagram? No. Mm. You'll be known that you were a Catholic because of your actions, Mm. whatever that may be. But Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And kind of like, you know, just to go back to the, the story that you shared earlier mm-hmm. um, that you heard from one yeah. of your friends in prayer group, there is so much beauty in in being hidden or being a private yes. individual, which I think is, is very, like there are people out there who really value privacy. And yeah. it's funny because that has become kind of a strange thing in our yeah. day and age, right? Like mm-hmm. being a private individual, not <laughs> being on social media. Yes. I even remember like there was one time where I was on a hiring panel and someone had said, it's like, yeah, I can't find this person on social media. That's no. kind of sketchy. <gasps> and I'm like, is it though? Yeah. Maybe. Like, yeah. I mean... <laughs> We don't need or we shouldn't expect for everyone to have a web presence because it's That's not true. always that might not be everyone's thing. But having said that, the flip side is sometimes we judge businesses by their websites or or we that, judge yeah. parishes yeah. by their websites. We just judge in general. <laughs> you know? So yeah, exactly. We just judge in general. And <laughs> it seems like there you need to be on social media in order to be legitimate. In order to be a legitimate Catholic influencer TM. You need to be posting on Instagram like a certain amount of times or yes. on Catholic Twitter a certain mm-hmm. amount of times. And I don't know. I always try to like try to find the balance of, of being really charitable about it because at right. the end of the day, like I said, I'm not technophobic. And I think that there are people that are out there doing the Lord's work. And I would mm-hmm. hope that the content that I produce is also doing the Lord's work. Yeah. What kind of came up? to mind for me was if Jesus was here and I think you kind of mentioned it briefly earlier too like I wonder if like how he would act because I feel like he would also be in social media but not in that like Catholic content creator kind of sense you know Um, because you know how in the Bible he was always trying to be where the people were and right now that's where the people are and again like I'm very excited I'm very excited. I'm very grateful for the communities that we have that are online. Like the media nuns are online. They're doing good work. And uh, and you're right. Like in that sense, like I hope we take the time to be intentional about what we're doing. And I think a big part also is like to make sure that what you're doing online matches or at least like you're doing more offline than you are online, if that makes sense, especially with your relationship with Christ. Because like a lot of people um, see their online platform as a ministry, and that makes sense. Um, and I remember, I don't know if I read about it or I heard about it, but someone once told me that if you are running some sort of ministry, you should have a spiritual director. Like you should have someone that's like helping you with your, like with your own personal growth. And that makes sense because like you can't give what you don't have. So in that sense, like I feel like it makes sense when you think about it that way. Like you need to be, um, you need to have a relationship first with yeah. Christ and focus on that and then mm-hmm. kind of go from there you know mm-hmm. like does that make sense absolutely yeah and and I'm just like reading through this post I think we're gonna definitely have to share this image Emmy yes. um, this one that you <laughs> post but 
it's so plain and plain and to the point where it says the purpose of mm. your platform is to exalt christ do yes. not misuse it that's just oh. very like direct you know, direct to the heart mm. and it's interesting too because ultimately anything that we are given really is in itself a gift like our life yeah. is a gift and i think you know not only gift but the platform that we have especially for those who are using instagram or social media as a ministry mm-hmm. it really is also a responsibility and yes. you know many of you know like Good with word. great power comes great responsibility so ultimately like we need to like you said we need to be living a life that is you know worthy of of god and and who he is and is always exalting and glorifying him ensuring that our private and public life are the same one in the same and not like living a double life like Mm. i am this person online but i'm a different person in uh, sorry i'm a different person (laughs) in private and offline there is so much responsibility and and not that like we're supposed to bring every last person to Mm -hmm. heaven but the hope is that anyone that interacts with our content to have that kingdom vision that kingdom mindset to just be Mm -hmm. like okay yeah like let's have that great expectation that you know i know my responsibility i know my identity and i know what the purpose of this platform is Mm. and the hope is to bring people to christ through that and not bring people to me through my platform yes yes that's good that's so good Honestly, I think that's really the end of it. Like you, uh, when it comes to doing whatever you're doing, like again, intention. And Mm -hmm. in in this case, like remember that what we're doing points back to Christ. It's like that Matthew, that Matthew quote Mm -hmm. about like Matthew 5. Yes. Let your light, yes, 516. Let your light shine Um, before men so that others will see it and then glorify your Father who is in heaven. One of my favorites. Thank you. I'm so glad you like knew exactly because I was like, it's a Matthew quote Salt that and has light. something with light. <laughs> um, but yeah, basically make sure that he's the one on the spotlight, not you. Mm. Yeah. Light in the spotlight. Love it. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Right. Any final thoughts? I think that was a that was a good way to end it. That was like a, yeah. a good mic drop where it's That's right. That's right. Yeah. Just have, yeah, remembering always, you know, grounding yourself in that mission and Mm -hmm. and also, again, like kind of reminding ourselves, not being like totally doom and gloom, but ultimately like we (laughs) have no idea when things can be taken away from us, when we will be taken from this earth. Mm -hmm. So just always being ready, kind of being like a wise, the wise virgin who has extra oil for their lamps, but also just ensuring that yeah everything we do points back to god and not us mm-hmm. so yeah yeah should so we ask what's on our hearts <laughs> <laughs> we were just about to ask each other simultaneously <laughs> yes let's talk about it okay uh, okay so similarly like i shared earlier with the whole like recognizing people through their eyes right. um mm. and funny that we're talking about social media because one of the abundant things and the abundant blessings that have come from it like i said has been the community Mm-hmm. And the other day, I was able to meet someone who I met first through Instagram. Oh, wow. Through uh, the Feminine Genius podcast, mm-hmm. like that Instagram, like we'd met through social media. And she was in town and I got to meet her in person and spend an afternoon with her. Aww. So like after doing a couple Zoom calls and whatnot over the course of the past 19 months, 
yeah, like just making friends online and then mm-hmm. being able to meet them and share time, like real time. Not that like our online time wasn't real time, but like literally like in real time, mm-hmm. we're not separated by a screen or time zones <laughs> or whatever, like just being able to be together. Yeah, it was just so, so good. That's so that's so on my heart is just, you know, thinking about all of my internet friends uh, <laughs> and hoping that one day very soon we'll be able to meet in person. Oh my gosh, can you imagine? There's so many people, like, that would be so fun. It would be so kind fun. Kind of like a VidCon, but like... Oh my gosh, yes, <laughs> like a VidCon, exactly. But yes. not VidCon, but yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> mm-hmm. What about you? What's on your heart? I had written a note for myself to remember. In my family, mm-hmm. I am the assembler of all furnitures. Okay. It's just a thing. I, I'm really good at it, surprisingly, because I... Anyway, that's besides the point. Basically, what had happened was my mom had bought an Ikea furniture cabinet for a really long time. And it took me three years to build it. Not not, not three years to build it, but like it took me three years to actually start building it just because like life. No, there's a difference. So, yeah, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. I meant to say that it took me three years to actually start building it just because like life got in the way. And it's Fair. really sad because I was like, yo, like I posted Fair. a picture about this. Yes. in 2018 that's a while <laughs> um it's so funny anyway it took me like two hours yes. to build it and the thing is um with ikea furniture oh i don't know if any other furniture manuals do this there's no like instructions it's just right. pictures right and there was a point where we were nearly done and i found out that one of the things that i did i screwed it like the other way it was supposed to be facing forward but it was facing the other way oh, and no. i had to unscrew a few things in yeah. order to get that right and right. i was so frustrated Okay. myself because again i am the home build home builder i am the assembler at home like i do it all the time yeah i've done it by myself at, like at night when i'm when i can't sleep but then at that time like my family was helping me and i just got so frustrated and what really surprised me was mm-hmm. how my family was so forgiving mm. of the fact that like i was so frustrated and they're like oh it's okay we can just do it again like it's no big deal and that was like a week ago and it really like stood out to me because yeah, yeah. it made me realize how hard I can be on myself right. sometimes. And like it just took um, building a cabinet <laughs> mm. for me to realize that like I'm super hard on me and I need to realize that like it's mm. okay to make mistakes. It's okay to ask for help. Mm-hmm. I don't need to be mm-hmm. the master builder at home. I can get help. And yeah, just like a small thing kind of just touched me and it stayed with me. So that's something I'm going to take on for this month. Right. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I guess shall we'll... we pray? Yeah. <laughs> we're just going to say yes. We'll pray. Yeah. Would you like me to pray for yes, us? Please. Yes, okay. thank you. <laughs> sure. In the name of the Father, the Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Loving Father, we thank you for giving us all of these to- tools. What? We thank you for giving us all of these tools and all of this technology that you've created. We thank you for giving us creative minds and hearts and and a real desire to share things that are beautiful and truthful and good. And we ask that in all times when we're engaging on social media, uh, in our ministries, and in our public life, as we might call it, that we always remember who it is that comes first, which is you, Lord, and remember who we are glorifying, not ourselves, but you. Everything that we do points back to you. Please be with us as we 
use social media and guard our hearts and our eyes and our thoughts as we journey together and help us to really reap the benefits and the joys that come with online community and being present uh, in a world that you have created. And this we ask in your holy name, and we ask the intercession of St. Paul and Venerable Fulton Sheen and Blessed James Alberione. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks for listening, everyone, and we'll catch you next month. God bless. Thank you for listening to a Pondering Heart podcast. You can listen to this podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts. And you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at a Pondering Heart podcast. Join us next time as we continue on our journey to sainthood.